Hey, Uncommon Leaders, welcome back. This is the Uncommon Leader Podcast, and I am your host, John Gallagher. I've got a special guest for you to hear from today. Her name is Gianna Romani, and she's an entrepreneur, speaker, business leader, and devoted wife and mom. Now you can add author to that list as well. In today's episode, Gianna discusses, amongst other things, her recently released book, Day Hustle. Listen in as she defines a couple new terms I hadn't heard of before, Day Hustle and Angel Employment and why it means so much to her to get this word out for people who are not currently working in their area of passion and giftedness. While the main topic of our conversation is G's book, we also talk about some other challenging leadership topics, including her leadership development journey, some of the books and people that have influenced her career, and her favorite F-words. Don't worry, folks, it's clean. Let's get started. Gianna Romani, welcome to the Uncommon Leader Podcast. It's great to have you today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, John. Gianna, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It was so good to get a chance to meet you recently. And I, I am looking forward to our conversation today about your book and learning a little bit more about you as well. And I'm curious, I always ask the same question of my first-time guests that are on, is to have the guest tell our listeners a story from your childhood that still impacts who you are today. Yes, yes. I knew in listening to your previous episodes that you would ask me that. And I wanted to choose something that, one, I haven't told before, and two, that really goes with the, the theme here of the uncommon leader. So I would say I remember a time when I was a teenager and all my friends went to a party. So fun is a big theme for me. I love to have fun. But it was teenagers wanting to get drunk and you know, I was the I was the the one that would say, you know, you know, even if even with with the peer pressure or what have you, or you know, just going against the crowd, I'm I'm definitely always comfortable with that. And it was so funny because all a handful of my friends got drunk that night, and they said, "Hey, Gianna, can we go over to your house so we don't get in trouble when we get home?" And of course, I did. <laughs> and one of my friends, she she said, "Oh, I have a headache," so. I, I give her a bottle of Tylenol and she pours out the whole bottle into her hands as as my sister and my mom was walking down. And I'm like, oh, great. But I tell that story, John, because you said, you know, say a story about what's kind of reflective of who I am today. And again, fun is good. I don't mind being fierce. People have attributed that to me as far as making bold moves or or in this case, you know, not just doing what the crowd wants me to do, but also to help others. You know, I, I want to help people as much as I can, and that that's where I am today. Well, good. And I'm sure many of the listeners that are that are listening into this podcast could tell similar stories of their times when they were young and had that opportunity. But to turn that into who you are today in terms of the bold moves, and we're going to get into that just a little bit. So I appreciate you sharing that, and I look forward to learning even more about you as we go through this. But we're here really to talk about your recent release, Day Hustle, your first book, it looks like, on Amazon. And I know you're very excited about it and wanting to move around. So tell me about Day Hustle. What is Day Hustle? Because the term I've always heard is side hustle. But what is Day Hustle? And why, why did you write this book? Day Hustle is or was the key to my golden handcuffs. It was the key to unlocking my golden handcuffs. And when I say golden handcuffs, my husband and I knew that being an entrepreneur and continuing with being investors was what was going to get us to the financial freedom and the fulfillment that we were dreaming of. And being an employee was not. 
So, but we're also parents. We have two teenage boys and that steady paycheck, the health insurance, we feared losing that job security, hence the handcuffs, that that imprisonment. But it was golden because we were comfortable. You know, we we had lucrative careers, we had paid time off, you know, we worked for great people. But all of the creativity and hard work that we were doing for them, we wanted to do for ourselves. And, you know, when I when I really wanted to put the pedal to the metal, so to speak. I was just wishing like, you know, I want to be a published author, not, you know, even though I enjoyed what I was doing before, I wanted to be a published author. I wish somebody could pay me that steady paycheck and the health insurance to do what I want to do. So with the idea of if you want something, give it away first. I said, okay, well, how can we pay people a salary and give them health insurance for them to do what they want to do. And so Day Hustle is the company that we created. And it's the namesake of the book Day Hustle. And it's basically as simple as the subtitle. You can receive the benefits of a day job while you grow your side hustle. I am intrigued. I'm going to go even further in terms of understanding that. So writing this book, understanding certainly, and I had an author on recently who talked about a term, what to do next, Jeff Henderson. And that was uh, something similar in terms of preparing. I'm sure your book helps helps those individuals prepare and understand what that means. But there's risk involved. There's fear, as you said. You talked about the uh, having two children and being concerned about being able to provide for them, but also wanting to work in your passion uh, that was going on there. Now you mentioned a term uh, that I, I think is intriguing as well. Again, I've heard the term angel investor before but I have not heard the term angel employment. And I know that's part of the book. Tell me what angel employment is and who is that for as well? Yeah, well, so angel employment is the concept that Day Hustle is founded on. As you said, you know, we've all heard of angel investors, but typically their investment is to help with business expenses. If a business wants to scale and they need, you know, funds to do marketing or product research, product development, what have you, they're there to help with your business expenses. So angel employment, and the reason we chose this term is because we wanted to help people with their personal expenses. So just like Jeff said, and that was a great episode that I listened to. He he loves the side hustles. It's, it's to help minimize your risk. Well, then once you're ready to fully transition, but those golden handcuffs are still holding you back, then we created angel employment to help. So the funds would help with your personal expenses so that you're not worried about putting food on the table, roof over your head, taking your kids to the doctor. And you can put now the eight hours a day that you would be putting in your day job, you can focus it onto your business. And I say that, John, and let me clarify. So a lot of side hustlers, if they want to grow their business, they work a nine to five, then They say, work a seven to two strategy. Well, where's the time for family? Where's the time for exercising, for self-improvement, for sleep, whatever. So you either choose to not sacrifice that time or you sacrifice time for your business. Well, in this case, you can really have the best of both worlds. You can have your cake and eat it too. You can put the eight hours into your business. And then what else can you do with the rest of your day? And that's where we really wanted to push that time freedom, the location freedom, and, you know, and scaling your business. 
Well, I want the listeners, certainly those who are considering making a change or, or starting their own business or nervous about that to find that in the book. We'll come back later in terms of where they'll be able to find that book. And I don't want you to give all the secrets away, but I do want you to talk a little bit about what that process was like for you then making that change. So you were, you in your bio, we talked about retiring at 39 years old to chase your passion that was writing and adding value to others. Tell me a little bit about the process that you went through there and then really how the idea started and came out for Day Hustle. Yeah, well, you asked why I wrote the book and we are both associated with Rory Vaden, author of Take the Stairs and Procrastinate on Purpose. But one of Rory's famous lines is you are most powerfully positioned to help who you once were. Mm-hmm. And I was in those golden handcuffs. And the biggest response that I got when I announced my retirement wasn't, oh, I wish we had the money to do this or that, or you know, whatever response you might come to expect. The biggest response was, wow, I wish that I could write one day too, or I wish I could pursue this passion or whatever it was, fill in the blank. I wish I could do that one day. And it just gave me the sense of urgency and responsibility to get the book out as soon as possible to talk to them about now this vehicle that helps that one day become day one instead. Mm. You no longer have to be afraid of losing that job security with angel employment. Love that. I think it's something, again, I'm, I'm sure that the listeners will, will learn a bunch inside of the book there. Now, let's dive into the passion of writing a book. So while I don't have that on my goal list, you're right, Rory Vaden may influence me in that space here within a couple of years of thinking about that. But what was the process for you for writing a book? So that's one thing I want to talk about. I'm going to come back to this seven to two, because I like that as well as an evaluation. But what was the process like for you to write a book and to to go through that. Because that's a lot of people talk about wanting to write a book. Take the Mm -hmm. angel employment to the side here for a minute. A lot of people talk about writing a book. What is it that you like about writing? Well, I love writing. I actually started writing a book in 2016. And at that time, I was seeing a lot of relationships fail. And I've been married to my husband 20 years now. And you know, we have a very fun, loving relationship and we're involved with each other in a lot of things. So in business, in our investments, in parenting. And I really wanted to write a book about about our secret, even though I don't keep it a secret so much, to our success. And so I started writing that book in 2016. And my day job just got in the way, John. So I was all into my day job, fully committed. I wanted to be the best employee that I could. And I had two growing boys and I didn't want to sacrifice time with them. So the book just went on the wayside. So when it came down to the point where we said, okay, you know what? We need to figure out, I want to retire. I want to fully focus on our businesses and investments. How am I going to get out of this employee employment? That's when the idea of angel employment was born. And I'm going to get back to your question. And the reason is, the reason I say this is because as far as my writing process, I was writing for about things that I was passionate about. I knew that it could help other people. So, you know, my first book, like I said, I wanted to help people have longer, more fulfilling relationships. This book, I really want people to have same, you know, a fulfilling life that 
they're not imprisoned by those golden handcuffs. Mm. So the first thing for me, as far as my writing process was really, it was a topic that I wanted to write about because at work I was writing, I was writing blogs for, for my job. I was writing articles. They would ask me all the time. I've always had, I guess, a, you know, a good writing skill set that they saw, but I was writing about things that I wasn't passionate about. And, and that's what really was leaving me feeling unfulfilled in my day job. So the first step was that was writing about something I was passionate about, writing that something that would help other people and really make an impact. And then I watched a lot of podcasts about, you know, the process. How do you write a book and, and, you know, finish it from start to finish? And then I was also reading books like Robert Kiyosaki's books. Now, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a lot of people know about. I, I highly recommend three of his books, Cashflow Quadrant and Rich Dad's Guide to Investing as well. But the foundation for Rich Dad, Poor Dad, as far as when he says, I'm not a best writing author, I'm a best selling author. So a big part of being an author is the marketing and selling of the book. And and that was one thing that I said, you know what, if I want to help people and impact people, how am I going to do that if nobody knows me? And, you know, hence the podcasts and, you know, social media and getting into networks, because as Jim Rohn said, your network is your net worth. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm working on now is just really spreading the word. And so what I learned as far as the writing process, John, there's, there's something called mind mapping. It's because, you know, as you're driving or as you're thinking, you think of all these ideas that you say, oh, this one will, this should be in the book. So I used a tool. I, I, I use Microsoft OneNote because it's, it syncs with my laptop and my phone. So wherever I was, I could just put in all these ideas and throw it in there. And then what I did was I got into, you know, into writing mode and, and I started organizing my thoughts by outline and then by chapter. And, and then I started working with a self, -pub a publishing consultant. So I am self-published, but I hired a consultant to help me with the things, you know, I wouldn't know or wouldn't know what to expect. And she helped me with a little bit of developmental review. And she said, you know, make sure that your chapters are titled in a way where on Amazon, where you see the table of context as a preview, the, the reader, potential reader sees the transformation that they'll go through. Cause I had cute, uh, chapter titles mm -hmm. and, and they're actually different now. They're, they're very, they're more basic, but it's clear to the reader what they're going to be learning in each one. So I thought that that was a, a great thing to learn there. And, no, I, and I think that's pretty cool. A lot. I could, I could dive so, so far into that. There's one thing that you said really is that you were already writing in your previous job, your golden handcuff job. And, you know, three of the criteria that we're talking about, like people end up living in their purpose and working in their zone or being in flow is that it would, there are things that they do satisfy three things. You're passionate about them. You're good at it. You have a skill at it and there's a market for it. There's somebody that's either going to listen to it or buy it or whatever it is. You were at that point where you were good at it. Likely they were asking you to do it and there was a market for it. They were paying you to do it from a writing standpoint, but you didn't have a passion. And anytime somebody gets into that space of just working in something they're good at and there's a market for it, they're going to get bored. And mm -hmm. they're going to have that, I, to your point, being stuck in boredom, but needing the activity that they have. And even if you're not thinking about leaving and starting your own company, when you start thinking about being in an organization where you are not working, 
in your area of passion and strength, it can really get boring and make for long days, long weeks, long months. There's no doubt about it. So I, I can understand another reason why you want to make the change was to get into that area that you're passionate about. That's the sweet spot. And that's when you really start to thrive. The other thing you talked about is even some of the, the key idea generation for writing a book. So, you know, when you're driving down the road and I got this problem, believe me, when I listen to a podcast, I'm like, I got to write that down and I'm driving down the road. So I'll try not to write as an accident. How was it that you captured those ideas? Actually, I'm looking for a tip there. How did you capture those ideas safely so you didn't forget about them all the time? Yeah. Uh, so the text to speech on the OneNote. So like I said, it, you can access the same exact file from your laptop and on your phone. So if I was in the car and I, you know, I would, I would pause and I would, you know, get it in the notes. Then when I go into my laptop, that note is already in there. Okay. And so it really helped with the flow of things. I didn't have to, you know, keep two different files or two different programs updated with all these thoughts that I had in my head that I was just, you know, getting down. Speaking of being a flow too, while you're writing, what's, what's the time of day or your habit in terms of when you write that you're most effective and the environment that you're in that you're most effective? That is a great question because as I was trying to escape the alarm clock and by leaving my day job, John, when I stopped and I said, now I'm a writer, I'm going to write this book. I was waking up way before the alarm clock would have even gone off. And so, you know, depending on where I, what stage I am in life, I've had different morning routines and I definitely believe in the power of strong morning routines. And in this case, I wake up first thing in the morning if I'm right and, and I want to write. Now that changed when the book was already written. I, I'm still focusing on marketing and selling this book. So I, I'm not going back to writing something else. And for me right now, the first thing that I do is make sure that I do the things that won't get done because I enjoy writing so much. Does mm. that make sense? Like, yes. so I wake up first thing and, and I want to write so that that's what I want to do. But then all the other things that I have to do won't get done. Okay. So I've had to kind of redo that. But writing for me, really, what's fun is, you know, I don't have to write a book. I can write in social media posts. I, I have a blog. F-words are my favorite. And I can write anytime I want. And I have the freedom to write when it comes to me or, you know, when I'm in the mood. I don't have to do it, you know, on a particular day or time. Thank you for sharing that. G, you just, speaking of G, you just said something that my readers and I was very intrigued as I read through your bio as well, was your favorite F words. Now, this is a PG audience and even a G audience. So we want to be careful about those F words that you use, but tell me about those favorite F words. What is that? It's funny. It, well, definitely not what you're thinking or what somebody might think. I'm actually a very clean mouth girl, but it's family, fun, faith, fitness, food, freedom, and fulfillment. And, and, and as I mentioned, I think fierce uh, and fierceness is about to be one of uh, my new ones. Okay. But yeah, those are the words. And it, they just became a running theme with the things that I was posting or talking about. They're just important values to, to me and, and I keep them top of mind. And it's part of my personal mission statement. I love that how it all lines up. Now, what's your favorite, favorite F word? You know what? I, I was thinking about that today. It's, it's funny because I wanted to start posting based on themes and I can never choose just one. It's like when I, when I'm with my family, we're always having fun. 
Mm. You know, and so the overlap. And, it's a big Venn diagram. Yeah, it always overlaps. And when we're having a family meeting and talking about finances, it's a lot of fun. And you know, we're you know, it's like a family business, and it all goes down to having the freedom to do that and and pursuing for fulfillment, true fulfillment. So they really all do overlap, and 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 the foundation of it is just having faith in each other and in God. So. Amen. They, they I, do. I, I would. I hope you didn't trademark it or anything, because in in the coaching model that I use in the greatest story ever told, I have uh, the individuals that I coach rate themselves in the area of the six F's that I have. Oh, there you go. And it's the same. And my play on words is the future at the end, though. It's their career. How are they doing and working in in the area that they bear fruit that I they love provide that. for others? So, but I still have the faith, family, fitness, fun, finances. And friendship. So it's, you know, they're all out there as the six. I only have six, but I may have to think about a seventh or eighth just to top <laughs> you with eight of them, but you got fierceness so coming in. So yeah, I yeah. mean, that was that when I read that in your bio, I'm like, oh, come on. I thought I was the only one who had the six Aww. apps that went in there, but that's okay. That was perfect. I really appreciate you sharing that as you go forward. And I know that's a big part of who you are. Speaking of which, let's get into a little bit more of who is G or who is Gianna? And I, I want to know what is your proudest moment in life so far? So you got a lot of things that you've written about, even in your, in your bio that you've accomplished. What's your proudest moment so far? I, I have to say it was, it was marrying Farhad. Mm, <laughs> My okay. husband happens to be another F word, John. So there I you think I, the- you, you've got a long way to go now. Yeah. No, um, nine. Goodness gracious. Chris, I'm going to have to have her change her name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but seriously, I I really think that my life started when when we got together. And it's just been a journey, a joint journey ever since. And you know, it's not like we're identical people, you know, we have different views obviously on things, but we balance each other out and and but the the foundation and the values I just found the one. And in terms of spirituality and parenting and, and even, you know, entrepreneurship and just basing our life on love and adventure, you know, David Bayer, who is, he, he created the mind hack program. My husband and I did it together. And, and he said, imagine all of the tiny miracles that gets you to where you are at this moment in time. And, you know, that's, that's Mm. a fun story in terms of how I, you know, how fate brought me to Farhad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe I'll another save that effort. for another day. Yeah. But, but, you know, I think meeting him has led to every, you know, my beautiful boys, obviously. Um, and, and where we are now, as far he was the one that told me, Hey, read this Robert Kiyosaki book and, you know, watch this podcast. And, you know, he, he, he pushes me to be better. And, and, you know, so now we're, we're doing what we're passionate about. We're, we're starting a food truck, food. There you go. And, you know, he, he his passion is he, like he loves feeding people and making them happy through food. And, and you know, once I retired, I was just like, hey, well, why don't we do that? You know, let's do that. It's fun. And, and gosh, man, I, I always, I love food trucks, going to food truck rallies, food truck festivals. And I just always wanted to, to have a food truck business. And here we are. So. Excellent. Oh, that's a tough business there. You got a lot going on then. There's no doubt about it. Real estate, investments, food trucks, writing, being an author. 
that's that's pretty awesome. You stay pretty busy even in your retirement. So that's a pretty cool thing. I'm, I guess yeah, you're, not, you're not retired anymore. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's a good point to bring up is, you know, I, I that's why I started chapter one actually is the basics of a day job and side hustle, because I, I realize that a lot of people are in different stages of their lives and they also have different understandings of everything. There are some people that I've talked to that just thought retirement was retiring at 67 and getting social security benefits. And, and to, you know, to me, retiring is just not being in the workforce anymore. When you, when you look at the, the individual words and definitions and things like that, for me, it's just not, it's, it's work to my own terms and, and working towards that financial freedom. Excellent. I like that. I appreciate that. Appreciate you sharing that. Okay. I only have really two more questions honoring your time and things like that, that are going on. It's the last question I always finish with, and then we'll, we'll figure out how to stay in touch with you and where the listeners can find your book. But I'm going to give you a billboard and you can put it anywhere you want to and you make it any size. But the question really is, what's the saying or mantra you're going to put on that billboard and why? You get to put whatever you want to. Yeah, I would say, let your faith and your love be greater than your fear. Your I think that's, that's just been the the key to those bold moves that I talked about. It's just, you know, when you're doing things in the name of love and of kindness, you can't go wrong. And if you just have faith in God, in the universe, in yourself, and in other people, things will will turn out. Gianna, thank you so much for sharing. It's been a pleasure to have you on the Uncommon Leader Podcast. I want to ask you, I'm going to give you the last word. You can say whatever you want to. But where can my readers both stay in touch with you as well as the best place to go and get a copy of your book to learn even more? Pretty simple. Dayhustle.com. You can read about the book there. There, you know, as far as the book description, my bio, things like that. The podcast will be on there, but it also has links to my social media contacts on LinkedIn and, and Instagram. You can find me there. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much, Gianna, and best wishes to you on the book, okay? Thank you, John. It was my pleasure. Did you get all that? What a gift to get to spend that time with Gianna. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Here are a few of my takeaways from our conversation. Aligning passion and giftedness is very important. And when you also identify a market for it, when you can get paid, then you're working in the zone. When you're doing something you're passionate about, you don't need the alarm clock to wake you up in the morning. And her mantra was fabulous. Let your faith and love be greater than your fear. Mic drop moment there, no doubt, uncommon for sure. Are you interested in getting a copy of Gianna Romani's book and staying in touch with her? Go to dayhustle.com for information for how to get your autographed copy, as well as connect with her on social media. Thanks for listening in to this episode of the Uncommon Leader Podcast. I'm sure there was value in it for you, and I'm confident that you know someone who needs to hear this message as well. So please hit the subscribe button, leave me a review, five stars hopefully, and share this podcast with someone else who needs to hear it. Until next time, go and grow champions.